All right, welcome everybody to another episode of the Crushcast. Today we have Bernadette Mitchell, all-time RBG great. It is impossible to hear the name Bernadette Mitchell without thinking for us of the RBG. Bernadette, thanks for joining us. Super excited to be here, and thank you for saying that because I feel very connected to the RBG too. It's you, in my blood. It, no doubt. I mean, you and Teddy are the heart and the soul of the RBG. But I don't know, did you start with the RBG or did you start somewhere else and then come over? Yeah, I was actually at Georgetown and I was at a college campus fair, literally, which you wouldn't think because I have a couple sisters in the business. Um, and there was an equitable booth and I stopped by Linda LaPerry. I don't know if you know that name. She nope. was in uh, a life insurance like underwriting component and they had a marketing management training program. And I was like, I would love to interview for this position. And I interviewed with Bob Jones. And so it was a very cool moment for me to see them on my campus. <laughs> what was that like? So you're connected with Bob Jones. That's amazing. Well, Linda LaPerry was ended up being my boss, but then yeah. we came in, did some interviews, and then the final interview was with Bob. And if you knew, someone said, if you're interviewing with Bob, you probably have the job. And yeah. so that was very a happy moment for me. Um, but it was right out of college, and I never looked back, and I was so lucky and grateful. I thought I was going to go to law school, took the LSATs, didn't want any more student debt. And I uh, was very happy to start in September and had the summer off that I could go travel in Europe. And I was like, this is exactly what I need, some structure. I don't know what I want to do. And honestly, it was the best thing I ever did. It's so thought provoking. Like you go back to that moment, which wasn't totally planned. And then the impact that it has on your whole life, rather astounding. So when did you get introduced to or when did you start collaborating with the RBG and Ted Sr.? Oh. Well, we, there was a regional meeting, a Northeast region meeting that I got invited to in my, I was, I had a rotation every three months, you move from different yeah. departments to departments. And so the, the Northeast region, whatever, top A year agents, they had a couple of them and both of those agents are still here today, which is crazy. And cause I've been here 30 plus years. Anyway, the, I went and I met Ted and I met John. And it was, you know, it was really just this, I didn't know who they were. So the RBG didn't exist, but they had a district at the time in New Jersey. And I just got connected to them. And then as they started building the RBG, it was called the TSA network then. We didn't even mm -hmm. call it the RBG. And that's how we went around and uh, they needed a support system. So they called it a wild and crazy you know, sales group that didn't have any structure. They didn't even know what units were. They didn't have any marketing materials. So they needed someone to pull some some structure. And that's that's where I came in. And so you were that. there truly at the beginning. They, oh, they had built the presence. They were district managers in Edison and but that was it. This yeah, was before so they were a branch and obviously before a national rollout. Before national rollout. And actually that's what got, I would say, the RBG its legs of units because they started this thing called the TSA network. And the TSA network was them going around to branches and doing a commission split. And so Mike McNellis at the time said, hey, Bernadette will be your support person. 
go out to branches and do commission splits. We'll pay for your flights, but nothing else. And so it got branches to open units when units were very easy to open at the time. And so they went around, trained their system, the yellow pad, what it looked like. We started putting things together, presentations. Uh, what is it, you know, how to sell? Uh, what were they doing in Edison that was so inspiring? And then it got those branches to go out and open units, but the commission split deal was not a good deal. And so then they stopped it for a while. So that was probably six or seven years before the RBG began. So like playing this back, you think about how it scaled because it truly started with Ted and John and a handshake. And today we have more than a thousand advisors, number one in the industry in K through 12, a million clients. And you were there at the very beginning of it. It, it sounds like transferable system, yellow pad. It sounds like they were able to convert what they were saying into something that could be replicated by other advisors. So they would say yes. And then finally, like you could open up units. Are those the big, were those the big three elements? Absolutely. And it was spend a third of your time trying to connect with employers, a third of your time out selling and a third of your time prospecting. And when I say out selling, like in front of a client at the kitchen table. So if you spent a third, a third, a third, that's what the directive was, you will be successful in this marketplace. And so McKinsey came in uh, in 1999 and said to the company, uh, you know, there's four areas, 401k, COLE, fee-based fee financial planning, and this thing that we didn't know the name yet, and that was RBG, and the company uh, capitalized on it. They said, hey, here's some, here's some uh, capital, go make it happen. And we were very happy to make, go make it happen, and we started it in the Edison branch. So Jim Goodwin was hired over, I was already over there. And then uh, we started that central business unit. So it's very cool how it began. It was really just very small. And then we just kept hiring and um, people kept saying yes, because things were happening. <laughs> well, let's, so let's fast forward 23 years and now you're in your current role. Could, could you explain to everybody your current role? And Absolutely. then, and then yeah. maybe share like your view of some of the biggest highlights of the stretch from the rollout to today. Super different, um, still very much a support model. I'm in group retirement. And two years ago, a little two years and change, we said, let's create this new ways of working. One of them was the educators tribe. And so we looked at agile thinking. How do we build OKRs or uh, objectives, key results and match them up to the whole team? People were put in squads. Um, so I was moved over to group retirement and we tried to take the best of what was going on in the RBG support model and bring it over to the group retirement segment. And that's where you have Sharon doing the AE yeah. quad. And, but, but to me, I feel like we are working very similar models to when I was in the field, doing things quickly, not just saying you're going to do some projects like pivoting them, listening to the client. Um, so to me, it's a very uh, uh, exciting way to work because I feel like we're all very much aligned. And you're the perfect person to do it. I, I don't know who else has this blend of totally understanding the advisor through the advisor, understanding the client, but then also being able to link it up with headquarters. So you are you have a foot, I think, in both worlds. Would you agree? 
you know what? I love both worlds so much and I've yeah. seen such a big disconnect. So I, I'm glad that you said that because to me, I love it and it didn't need to be that way. And it's always just communication and understanding. And so if I can be that link to me, that's super exciting because anything can is possible. And I know that we have such earnest um, kind of thought process on, on both sides. And now I feel like we're really linked up. What have been your COVID silver linings, either personally or professionally, where you look back at this stretch and say, well, you know what, this was positive, this was positive. There's a lot of, a lot of positive. And for me, I'm very much a, um, I like to, I'm really grateful. Like, honestly, I'm, there's moments in our lives and our time and our careers, whatever it is. And I feel like this has been something that we've all just regrouped we've gone through together you're going to remember this 10 years from now 20 years from now and you don't always get that and so the silver lining is we all kind of huddled and i feel like as a team we're much much stronger um we gave people a lot of grace because i i felt like you didn't know what everyone was going through yeah. so uh when you go through battle with somebody or you go through something you remember that and so you know, I just encouraging each other, like pushing each other. It's been a lot of fun, but hard, but you know, that's, that's the good stuff when it's hard. If it's easy, everybody can do it. But I feel like our teams have doubled down, like double down. We know it's hard. We're exhausted, but we know that, that at the other end of this, it's, it's worth it. You know, like we know why we're here. We know we're making a difference. And now we just have to figure that piece out. And so everybody like shares that vision. And so that that's the silver lining for me is just really working together as a team. It does feel like a special, almost a magical time. It's odd that we've all been so many of us remote, yet we feel closer together in spite of it. Now, last week we had the NLF. It's the first NLF that we've had in three years. There were a thousand people there. You were on the stage. What did that feel like to again be with a thousand people? Like, what were your highlights of that event? Well, first of all, I want to thank you because right before I got on the stage, you came up to me and you gave me a lot of sort of power and like you, you made me feel really good because I was a little nervous before I got up there and you said, you deserve this. I'm so glad you're going to be up there. And I felt really grateful like that you did that because it gave me that little boost of adrenaline in the arms. So well, you, you nailed it. You, <laughs> you, you, you know what you and we do. And then it was just explaining it. That had to feel amazing though. It did. It felt good. And, um, you know, I was an understudy. Uh, Jess was so nice to offer me to take her seat because she couldn't be there. Um, so first of all, I felt super grateful. But then I also felt like it was an opportunity, right? Um, I felt like it's really good to have us, when I say us, RBG and all the advisors that we represent and, and my teams and it just, it's really fun. So I felt like I, I had this moment in time that I could be sitting up there because I've been to, it feels like hundreds, but it's not hundreds. I've been to a lot of NLF. So it was really a nice thing for me to be up there. And so I felt um, excited. And I also felt that um, it was nice to have my voice heard because it represents a lot of cool people. I was looking around at the welcome reception Monday night and you've got the equitable letters in the pool and there were a thousand people there and you could tell and like the butt it was so warm everybody was fist bumping handshaking hugging I mean wasn't that amazing amazing it was absolutely amazing and that it was just the whole setting you know there were dancers and fire and people 
I had several advisors just come up to me. It's like, I haven't been to an NLF in years. You know, I just don't come anymore. I was coming to this one. I couldn't wait to be here. Everybody was excited. And um, yeah, and it was really well done. Which so, and a lot of it was that said, I don't even know how I qualified, but I'm coming next <laughs> time. And I'm like, well, I'll let you know how you qualified. It was probably app count, but we'll make sure that you know. So that's super exciting too. <laughs> Let, let me ask you a question in closing. Thirty plus year career, and you mentioned you've got a, you've got an, you truly have an equitable family. There are three sisters from your family that all work with equitable. Thirty plus year careers, uh, so much that you must be proud of. But looking forward, what are you most excited about? Well, I don't even think that we've begun to be honest with you. And. Um... Ted Senior used to say we're at the right place at the right time all the time. And I was like, oh, he always says that. But I do feel that's true now. And we're only at like 20, 30% market share. We've only just begun. So for me, it's the new ways that we're starting to prospect, the new ways that we're looking at business. And we know that we're very not only sustainable, but we're we're doing, I believe in our mission more than I've ever believed in it before, in the sense that. We are making a true difference to lots of people's lives, teachers, educators, all the people we serve. So for me, it's, we haven't even just begun. Like it's, there's so much more that we haven't even started. And that's a great perspective. <laughs> well, thank you, Bernadette. This has been an amazing discussion. Thank you for what you do for all of us. And it gets us thinking 20%. I mean, we're just scratching the surface. Exactly.